listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Father, we just, we delight in you, Lord. We, you are our um, everything, Lord. You uh, are all there is, Lord. And we, uh, you make all things possible through you, and we can, um, our confidence and our trust and our peace um, can be and rest in you, Lord. And so we just thank you, Father. Thank you that you, um, that you made a way that we can come before you, Lord, and just uh, as your children and climb up into your lap. And so, Dad, we just thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for all you do in our lives and all you have done in our lives and continue to do uh, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I'm really trying to decide where to go this morning. Um, uh, one of the... My plan was to, and I'm going to kind of give you something uh, in way of homework. Don't y'all like homework? I always loved homework when I was in school. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, but kind of in way of homework, y'all been hearing me actually for several months, uh, maybe even longer than that, talk about um, uh, this whole idea of honor and honoring each other and this uh, basically trying to have almost like a culture of honor as a church, as a church body. And my plan this morning was actually to try and get into that and start that. I'm not sure that's where I'm going to go yet, but um, it would be kind of, in a sense, concluding. We started this series a while back on the life of Jesus and um, you know, who he was and how he lived and what, how does his life pertain to us? How are we supposed to you know, follow him and do the things that he did and that we ought to know who he is and, and have an understanding of the things he did? How did he respond to things in life? And um, one of the things that, I, that, that kind of stands out to me about Jesus is that he, um, he lived a life of honor um, and honoring people. Um, uh, and so I, I don't think I'm going to get there today. I think I've just got a different direction I want to go. But I want to I ask you guys, um, over the next week, uh, maybe over the next couple of weeks, I want to encourage you, do a, um, do a study on your own, on honor. Um, look up the word honor in a, uh, in a concordance. or um, There's so many different Bible apps that are out there now. Get a Bible app or go to a Bible gateway on um, just online. There's, there's just so many places. And just type in honor, the word honor, and do a study on honor. Do a study on how Jesus showed honor to people and, and just kind of begin to, to get a hold of that. Because I, I really believe there's, um, uh, God wants to impart something to us in this understanding of honor. Um, and, and pray that I'll get a, a grasp of how to communicate that because I'm not really certain yet that I um, know how all to communicate what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking um, and to be able to get it, you know, processed it to where I can actually share with you in a, in a way that would make some sense. Um, so be, do that. Will y'all do that? Will you spend a little time? Uh, I know we're in a busy season, but spend some time um, just studying this whole idea of honor. Um, there's, there's a lot of scriptures, hundreds of scriptures, 
that, that will talk about honor. I mean, literally hundreds in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So I want to encourage you, get in there, dig into it. Um, I kind of have the sense maybe even in sharing on this teaching that uh, we might even kind of have some um, some group participation in, in what that means and what it looks like and how we do it. Um, uh, are you okay with that? Y'all with me? Um, uh, so I know I'm expecting everybody's going to jump on that, just like everybody's been reading a chapter a day in the book of Luke, right? All y'all been doing that? Amen. Awesome. And uh, I, <laughs> boy, I'm not going to say anything. Um, anyway, I I just did y'all feel the presence of the Lord, or have you felt the presence of the Lord this morning as we were worshiping? And um, I think God wants to still do something uh, along those lines of healing. Um, Um, you know, one of the songs we sang, I don't, I, I don't remember which one it was. It may have been the last one, maybe been the one before that. One of the ones we just sang and talked about wanting his presence. And, uh, you know, if, if we're not careful, um, we can make statements that, um, that sound true, but aren't totally true. <laughs> uh, does that make sense? Um, people do it all the line, all the time online. <laughs> I've, 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 if there's anything this season that we've been in that's really um, kind of confounded me, uh, may, amazed probably is not the right word, but con- confounded um, are people that are people that I know personally that have been strong believers in Christ um, that have just made some statements that. Uh, that sound good, but they're not <laughs> truth. Um, they're not biblical truth, and um, it's concerning to me. I know, you know, the enemy. Uh, we have an enemy. We've talked about that for months now, and he can come in and confuse our minds, and um, he can put blinders over us. And uh, so, um, it doesn't surprise me to see it happening. But it, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It. it yeah, it it really it it really probably more breaks my heart than anything, um, and some of it is the way that it's done and said, and that that as followers of Christ, we're you know, we're called to love each other, not call each other names, right? Um, and and again, there's places for speaking. I, I want to keep. I want to reiterate this. I mean. Paul, if you read the Bible, y'all read the Bible? Um, <laughs> y'all read the Bible? <laughs> okay. Um, you want to read one chapter of Luke a day? Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, read the New, read the New Testament. Read, read, read it all, but read, can't, spend some time in the New Testament. Jesus, you, boy, gosh, there's a thousand different places I could go. Jesus, um, there was times where stuff he said was pretty tough, right? I mean, he 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 was hard on some of the Pharisees. Um, I mean, he you know when you call people snakes, <laughs> that's pretty tough, you know. 
Um, Paul made some statements. Uh, I mean, Paul called some people out in some of these letters he wrote to Corinth, and I mean, he named names. You know, I mean, so there's a place for correction. There's a place for instruction. There's a place for uh, discipline in the church. Um, but it all it, it all has to be in love as we're doing it. It's not it's not because we're angry with somebody or mad at somebody or we disagree with somebody and we get our dandruff up or. But it but it's 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 done as the Holy Spirit leads. But it's done in in a caring, concerned, loving um, atmosphere. Does that make sense? I mean, so there's times we have to a part of. I mean, part of loving somebody is correcting them. I mean, if you love your children, you correct them. You don't correct them just because you want to be mean with them or angry at them or, or mad with them or you don't want them to have any fun in life. We, you know, we taught our kids don't play in the street, not because we wanted to rob a bunch of joy from them, but because it was dangerous if they played in the street. <laughs> right? So we correct, we're supposed to, that's why we have each other. One of the reasons we have one another is to help encourage and correct and instruct one another in, in the scriptures and what the word says and what Jesus is doing and how he's doing it. And so, you know, one of the things that, we, that we've got to be careful of is when we make statements, and you hear, boy, preachers are so bad at doing this, they'll just make a, a statement that, that, that on the surface is accurate and it's true, but it's not all inclusive, you know. And we'll, we'll we'll make statements like one of my favorites is that the I've heard this probably a thousand times is that the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, and he won't he, he won't um, embarrass you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> That's probably true to some degree, but th there's there's times where he'll embarrass you. I, I mean, there's I, one of the pictures that always comes to my mind is Paul is riding down the road, you know, with his buddies going to persecute the church and have Christians put to death, and and God knocks him off his horse. I, it was probably embarrassing. <laughs> Okay, and I, I think there's sometimes it's it's like you know, we'll make statements that in on the that are true, but they're just not complete. Um, we've been studying that the Tuesday night groups. We've been studying that about the gospel, how much of what we learned was true, um, but it was just incomplete. There was more to it than than we, many of us have been taught. And so, you know, when when we when we make statements like. You know, God doesn't want us to seek his blessings. You know, have you ever heard anybody say that? God doesn't want you to seek his... I don't... That's not true. <laughs> he does want you to seek his blessings. But he doesn't want you to only seek his blessings. He wants you to seek him. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. Go after him. There's a powerful place in the Old Testament where where God's been dealing with Israel for years and they kept, you know, screwing up and backsliding and messing up and unlike us, you know. And um, <laughs> 
God, God comes to Moses and he tells Moses, he says, you know what, Moses, I'm, I've about had it with these folks, um, but here's what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to let you all inherit, this is Bob's paraphrase, I think it's Exodus 33, somewhere in there. Um, read the Bible and you can find it. Uh, but he, he, tells, he tells Moses, hey, Moses, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to give I'm going to give you all the land. I'm going to give Israel. I'm going to give you millions of people. I'm going to, you're going to inherit the land. I'm going to give it to you. In fact, is, not only am I going to give it to you, but you're going to be blessed. You're going to prosper. You're going to get all the good things that this land has for you. I'm even going to send angels with you. I'm even going to give you angels to protect you and watch over you. But I'm not going. And Moses comes back to God with, if, if God, if you're not coming, I don't want to go. <laughs> and you know, there's, this, there's this, this thing of, he's who we're supposed to go after first. He's our priority. We push into him. We, we go after God with everything we've got. We, we press in toward him. We push in toward him. We, we, we do whatever it takes to, to, to be able to get into his, before him and acknowledge him and worship him. And in the process of doing that, God blesses us. He pours out blessings on us. He, he delights. We're his children. He delights. Don't you delight in blessing your kids? Well, if we know how to do that with our kids, how much more is he going to do that with us? So the, the, the point is, is that God's called us to, to go after him. That, our, our, our time and our strength and our energy, we go after him with everything in us. And, and one of the ways we have to do that, Lori and I talked about this a little bit this morning, but one of the, one of the ways we do that is by Paul makes this statement, I forget those things that are behind me, and I press forward to what? Somebody, where's, I got to remember to start bringing my Bible. <laughs> Y'all remember what those look like? Well, I've got one right here. The Bible's in here too, you know. It's it. It's not just that book, but it's the Word. Uh, hold on, I'm looking here. Well, might need my glasses. <laughs> I can see y'all got that corrected. It's just up close. It's the problem. Let's see where where was that? Hold on, I'm going there. It's Philippians three, I think. Here we go, Philippians 3, verse 12. This is in the New King James. Paul makes this statement. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I might lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself as apprehended, but one thing I do. Here's what I do. I'm forgetting those things which are behind and I'm reaching forward to the things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. Paul's making a statement. I'm, 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 I'm forgetting the things that are back here. Now think about Paul for a second. What, was, what, was he, what did he do before Christ? He was persecuting the church. He was killing Christians. 
fact, it's the thing I said a minute ago where he got off, knocked off his horse. He was on his way to Damascus to put Christians in jail and to have them killed. Now, imagine, imagine that's your past. You did that. Okay? Before you came to Jesus, you were a persecutor of the church. And you literally had people killed. They gave up their lives. Stephen was one of them. Imagine, imagine trying to become a, trying to, you get saved. Jesus comes and he, he shows you who he is and he, and he cleanses you and forgives you. But can you imagine that Paul may have had some times where he thought about, man, I can't believe I did that. I mean, do you think there's some past that he may have had to deal with to get healed from, some things that had gone on in his life that he needed healing, he needed the Holy Spirit to, to cleanse him of that and to, for him to be able to walk in the cleansing of that, for him not to continue? And that's what he's saying here. One of the things I do, I forget, I, I forget that. And I think that's one of the things he was thinking about. I forget the fact that I did those things. How do I do that? Because I'm pressing on to Jesus. I'm pressing on toward the high call that he's called me to. I'm pressing on to, in fact, there's one of the statements says, that I might know him. And see, I, I think, I think if we're not careful, we can let things in our past hinder us or stop us from moving forward with Jesus. I think, I mean, there's so many biblical examples. Think, think of Peter. I mean, here's Peter who's given his life to follow Jesus. He's followed him for three years. And he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus starts telling him about how he's getting ready to die. And he's going to give his life. And, that, 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 and he tells them that, that this, you guys are going to fall away. And Peter makes this bold proclamation. He says, I, listen, these guys may give up on you. They may quit, but not me. I'm going to stand. I'll, I'll never deny you. Again, Bob's paraphrase, but it's in there. <laughs> and then what happens? He denies him. Jesus even told him, you're going to do it three times. <laughs> yeah, one time. <laughs> and then he goes out, and, he, and Peter, after he does this, the, the rooster crows, and he recognizes this. And there's this one, I think it's in Luke where it talks about this, that as that happens, it, Jesus is going through all the stuff he's going through. He's being accused. He's being held up and, and, and just all the stuff that's happening in Jesus at this moment in time. Peter's denying him. And I think it's Luke where it says, and then all of a sudden, Peter looks at Jesus and Jesus looks at Peter and they make eye recognition. And then it says, Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now, he, the, he wasn't the only one. <laughs> There's another scripture there where it says all the disciples fled. But imagine Peter, imagine the regret that he had as he, as, as he gets full of the Holy Spirit, as Pentecost comes and God uses him in an incredible and a mighty way. Imagine if Peter, if he didn't move on, he could have just lived in the past regret of, of how he denied Christ. Because I even think part of what Jesus was doing when, when in John, uh, when Jesus comes and, and it's after the resurrection and they're out fishing and, and basically Peter had said to the guys, to his buddy, he said, hey guys, you know what, I'm going back to fishing. 
I'm going to go do what I know how to do. Peter was a fisherman. That was his life. He had given his life to follow Jesus. Jesus is gone. He's died. Peter makes a statement. You know what? Hey, guys, I'm going back to my life. I'm going back to what I know how to do. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go fish. And other guys say, oh, well, okay, we'll join you. I love that story because they fished all night, and what did they do? Caught nothing. I just I love that story. It's like what they're saying is, hey, listen, I don't know what's happened to Jesus. We, you know, we thought he was the Messiah. We thought he was coming to take over the planet. We thought he was coming to get us out from Roman bondage. I don't know what's happened now. But you know what? I'm going to just, I, I know how to fish. I mean, you can just see Peter and he said, one thing I can do, if there ain't nothing else I can do, I can at least go fish. I know how to do that. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> And I love how they, they went and fished all night and caught nothing. I mean, don't you know that Jesus just you know, was telling all the fish to stay away? <laughs> and, then, and then the scene is Jesus is on the shore, and he hollers out at these guys. Jesus knows they caught nothing, but he hollers at them, Hey, you guys caught anything? And they go, No. I mean, they were a little ticked off. And then Jesus, I love this thing. Jesus makes this thing. He says, well, throw your net on the other side of the boat. <laughs> it's like, duh. I mean, don't, don't you think they'd already done that? I mean, I'm pretty certain they fished everywhere. They're trying to catch some fish. But Jesus comes along, and of course, they follow what he said. And then the story is they caught more fish than the nets could handle. And then Peter dives in, typical of Peter and his personality. He dives in and swims to shore. Just forget you guys, you know, Jesus is over there, so I'm going after him. And Jesus has this conversation with him. He said, Peter, do you love me? Hmm. Peter says, yes, Lord. I, and if you want to really get into all the Greek and everything, Jesus is asking him, do you agape love me? Are you love, love me? Jesus, Peter goes, well, you're my friend. You know, I love you with a friendship. But the interesting thing is Jesus does that three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And I, I, I mean, my belief is that that corresponds with the three times Peter denied him. And Jesus is basically healing him. He's healing his past regret. He's healing the hurt. And Peter could have lived in that. Peter could have stayed locked into this hurt, to the things that happened in his past. He could have stayed locked in there, stayed focused on all the stuff that had happened to him, and never become the man of God that Jesus wanted him to be. And it's after this healing, and it's after Pentecost, the Holy Spirit falls. And guess who's God's using to preach the, probably the first sermon other than what Jesus had been preaching and thousands of people get saved because Peter was able to go past that he's able to go to move past the hurts and past the regret and focus on Jesus and I just you know I just I have this sense that if we're not careful Y'all ever done anything that you regret? <laughs> One thing. I'm not going to ask Sharon what she regrets, but that's... Um... <laughs> Maybe two. You recognize there's things in our life that if we're not careful, 
we can let those things stop us and hold us back from being everything God wants us to be. You see, there's things, and here's, here's kind of how I want to put it. I don't want, I don't want you just, I don't want you to try and find something. <laughs> if, if it's under the blood and forgiven and clean, then, and, and you're moving forward, don't, don't try and go dig something up to see, hey, is this what's holding me back? Or is this what's holding me back? Or is this what the problem is? Let the Holy Spirit, one of the things good the Holy Spirit's about is just speaking to you and showing you stuff. And ask, if, to me, a regret that's holding me back is something that I consistently think of. I consistently go back to and consistently think, man, if that had not happened in my life. And look, listen to me. That thing can be something you did. It can be something somebody did to you. But you're constantly, there's just this part of you that if you just let your brain go, you'll consistently go back to this time in life when this happened. And it could very well just be that you've not forgiven somebody that did something. I mean, there's, a, there's, there's so much to understand about forgiveness and how we're to walk in forgiving folks. But it could, it could very well be that this person did something that was wrong. Okay, it was a sin. They 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 did it to you. They let's just say that they were a hundred percent wrong and you were innocent, and they did it. That's a possibility. God still says we have to forgive them. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I know. I've shared this with you before. I'm going to share it again. One of the ways I know that I have honestly. Believe it or not, people have done things in my life <laughs> towards me that I have to forgive them of. I know you all find that hard to believe. I'm such a kind, wonderful, loving person that anybody would have said anything bad about me. You know? <laughs> but here's how I know if I've really forgiven somebody. is if I can honestly and sincerely in my heart pray God blesses their socks off. If I can pray that God will bless them, that he'll pour out mercy and grace on them, that he'll cleanse them, that he'll show them his love. If I can honestly and sincerely pray that for this person that has done something bad toward me, if I can honestly do that, I know in my heart I've forgiven them. I'm not just mouthing words. I've really done that. Does that make sense? You see, if, I'm, if there's something in me that doesn't want God to bless them, then there's still something in me that hasn't forgiven them. And again, they, they can be the one that was 100% at fault. You were just an innocent victim in whatever it was they did. But if we've not, if we've not forgiven them, I'm, I'm going to take it a step further. <laughs> We're going to be talking about this over the next week or so. If we haven't honored them, we haven't forgiven them. We're, we're called, according to the word, to honor our brothers and sisters. We're called to honor 
fact, is one of the, in fact, the, the scripture says this, the first commandment with a promise was that we're supposed to honor our, our parents. Scripture says we're to honor the king, our leaders. Well, that's a sermon in itself. <laughs> but we're to honor our parents. I've told you my story of my, I had a mom that was an alcoholic that abused me, that, that spoke bad toward me, that didn't love me, that didn't want me even in her life, basically. And how I went through a lot of different times of being healed of that and inner healing of that. And I forgave her. I mean, literally, in my, and I could pray for her. I, I really feel like I forgave her. But the Lord spoke to me one time, and somebody was preaching this message on honoring our parents. And Jesus, as clear as I've ever heard the Lord say this, he said to me, you've not honored your mom. Now, she's dead at this point in time, or she was then, had already gone. So I couldn't literally honor her physically, but I could honor her in my heart. And I started doing that, and I started, God, forgive me for not doing that. And I began to speak honor. I began to think of her in an honorable way. Now, that, that takes the Holy Spirit to do that. Okay, you can't do that in your own strength, in your own flesh. But I began to think of her honorably. And I began to, when I, here's the key, when I spoke about her, I spoke of her in honor. I didn't tear her down. From that time on, I feel like God had healed me and healed my heart. And it was from literally from the time I began to honor her was the first time in my life, and I was, a, I was an adult man at the time, but for the first time in my life, I began to think of my mom in a positive way instead of only negative. We're called to honor people. And again, no matter what they've done, to me or to you, we have to forgive. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to forgive them. Sure it's like you know it's that old saying: if if we're walking in unforgiveness, we're basically putting ourselves in behind bars. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Christopher. Did y'all hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God's God's called us to. To, to, to move past our past. Amen? And, and look at me. You could have been a Christian for 50 years and if, still allow things in your past to impact how you're living today. I just encourage you. Ask, again, the Holy Spirit, he's pretty good about showing us stuff. Just spend some time. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit have I, in fact, just do this. Take... Well, let's do it right now. Can we do that? <laughs> Holy Spirit's around, right? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you that you have forgiven us, Lord. That you've... Uh, you said that you would remember our sins against us no more, that you wiped the slate clean, Lord. And Father, you've taught us and told us that we need to forgive others. And so, Holy Spirit, I just ask you, and I want to ask each of you guys, just, just kind of ask the Holy Spirit, just kind of be still before him for a minute or so. 
I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit just show you if there's if there's somebody in your life, it, it could be a friend, a, a sister, a brother, a mom, a dad, a neighbor, some, an old boss, somebody, a stranger. But you today, even after being a Christian for however long you've been a believer, even today, when you think of that person, you think of them with, with not in a positive manner, but you think evil of them. You, 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 there's a degree to where you wish they would get what they had coming to them, that, that God would judge them, God would somehow punish them. But it's just kind of a constant, a regular thing that happens in your heart. It could be, it could be a daily something that goes on. It could be weekly, monthly, but you're consistently and regularly reminded of this person, and you know in your heart you can't honestly ask God just to bless them. And the person may not even be here. I mean, the person may be dead already, but you need to release them in your own heart, forgive them. So I want to just give you a minute. Take a, take a minute. If God showed you somebody, take, take, take a moment and just speak it to the Lord. And say, Lord, I, I bless them. Dad, I forgive them. Dad, I wish good for them. I pray, Lord, your favor on them, Lord. I pray you'd show them how much you love them. Call them to yourself, Dad. And just begin to speak in your spirit, in your heart, forgiveness toward them. Father, I pray you'd help us to forget those things that are behind us, Lord. Let us not let things that, that have either happened to us or even things that we've done either help us help us to release those to forget them to put them behind us and to move forward help us to press on toward you Jesus thank you Lord Thank you, Dad, that you want us to walk in freedom, not in bondage, Lord. Thank you for freedom that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that in you, that in Jesus is free. Thank you that the truth will set us free, Lord. Thank you that we don't have to allow stuff in our past to hold us down. We don't have to let it keep us in bondage. We can walk in freedom and victory. Thank you, Lord. stand up I want to ask some of you guys on the ministry team if y'all come on up and if you're here and, and the Lord uh, just really reminded you of somebody and you feel like you'd like somebody to pray with you on that um, come on guys some of you other guys come up here come ask these guys to pray with you um, I encourage you, if, 
if if there's somebody that you've uh, maybe you've even done this in the past you've tried walking through uh, releasing this person but it still seems to be something that keeps nagging you keeps um, uh, keeps interfering with your relationship with Jesus um, I, I just I would encourage you get Get somebody to minister to you, forgiveness, cleansing, healing. Um, it, touch base with me. I'd be happy to get with you and uh, pray with you, lead you to somebody that can help you and pray with you. But don't don't keep walking in, in, in bondage. <laughs> don't keep walking in unforgiveness. Um, amen. amen. Jesus, he wants us free. say that again. Jesus wants us free. 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 (laughs) You got that? Free. Not in bondage. Not held back by our past. But in freedom. I I like that. (laughs) Jesus came to set us free. Not put us under some kind of law or bondage or but free. Amen. Amen. You know, if we're free, our face will show it. (laughs) Our actions will show it. Our tongue will show it. The way we talk will show it. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Come get these guys to pray with you. Um, Be blessed, folks. Have an awesome week this week. Um, May God just uh, cause His face to shine on you, and may may we all walk in the freedom that Christ came to give us. Amen. Be blessed, guys. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.